Even back home years ago, when we were first hanging out together, he'd know if the quarterback was on coke. Columbia for 20 if his girlfriend was knocked up, 20 times on Columbia. he'd get the wing velocity so he could judge the field goals. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? He'd be working on this shit day and night. There was nothing about a game he was going to bet that he didn't know. He's got down at six. He's got me down at six. Season after season, the prick was the only guaranteed winner I ever knew. But he was so serious about it all that I don't think he ever enjoyed himself. All right, degenerates, here he comes, the $100 man with the $1,000 plan. From Orno to Ames to Scottsdale, all your big money dreams. Stay and play with Tiny Nick. I'm just sitting in the studio just trying to get to you, baby. It is Wednesday, September 21st, and we are back with another episode of Tiny Nick's Giant Picks. With me today is the whole crew, Pear Broth and Ethan Hyadorn, Pepon Production, and Dylan Thomas. Dylan, why don't we uh, jump right into it and why don't you start us out with a day in history? A day in sports history. There is basically nothing worth talking about in today's sports history. I looked through an extensive list of a bunch of nonsense about people running marathons in certain times and nobody gives a shit about that. So let's talk instead about somebody who's looking to make history tonight. Who is it? The judge. Aaron judge. The let's judge. Go. All rise. He's a home, uh, one home run away from tying it. Is that right? 61's a record. The one home run away from tying it, two home runs away from beating it. So um, yeah, it's exciting to see this kid just absolutely crushing the baseball lately. The, the two dingers last week really set it off too. He's still pulling the ball. And pair, how does this compare Cooper. to watching Roger Maris Eighth and Babe record. Ruth in your childhood? Yeah, that's good. Uh, I was going to point out super interesting that uh, Aaron Judge is finally living up to his potential in a contract year. I mean, that's just that's just a wild coincidence, right? Like, no pharmaceutical assistance whatsoever going on here, right, Ethan? None. I don't see any correlation to Ryan Braun at all. No Aaron Judge slander in this house. Uh, Aaron Judge is not on steroids. He hit like 53 home runs in his first week in, in the league. So um, I don't want to hear your shit. Sorry that a pandemic uh, that uh, we won't even spend more time on that uh, ruined, derailed his momentum and, and took him a year to get back on track. He's going to hit 80 bombs next year for the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Let's go. We got that payroll to spend. Oh, pair, before we get into football, I'm going to take 10 seconds to talk about this. The Twins payroll going into next year is like 38 million. Thoughts? And Korea is going to opt out. So isn't that like even less? <laughs> no, it's 38 million because it's no Korea. I'm just oh, assuming that he's yeah. opting out. Otherwise, yeah, it's twice as much because of one player. <laughs> <laughs> it's some devil ray or not devil rays, just Tampa Bay Ray shit right there. Anyways, Dylan, we'll stick with you before we get into football here. We missed you last week. Uh, nobody knew where to go with their, uh, with their scene of the week last week. So you know, I, had, I had to field a lot of responses, especially to listeners like Jackson and other people that are just out of control. But Dylan, uh, why don't you break it down for us? What is this week's scene of the week? And now, what all you lonely sickos are here for, it's the scene of the week. Yeah, I, uh, I told the boys I was going to be about 10 minutes late today. Uh, I told them I had a, a quick errand to, want to run. In reality, I needed to find the scene of the week. And once I found it, of course, 
I couldn't stop watching it. So uh, <laughs> I want to share it with you guys. It's called the Greasy Diner Escapade. Uh, the interesting <laughs> thing about this flick with Crystal Chase and Van Wilde is the use of grease. It's quite surprising where all they put the grease that they find at this diner. So uh, tune in. Uh, you can find it on browsers.com. Hey, Pep, I want you to run back uh, a few episodes and find out how many times Dylan's brought up Van Wilde now, because that's not the first time we've heard that name. I'm starting to run into a, a trend here. I'm starting to catch on that Dylan's more into the male. Uh, well, it, okay, Pep says he's got it. We will have that for you guys next week. Anyways, Ethan, we know it was a bad day. Once again, for most NFL betters, the, probably the first worst first two weeks and since I can remember for uh, not just us, but the public in general, holy shit, whether it was the Ravens, the Browns, I don't even need to get into it uh, until we break down the games here. Who else was it a bad day for Ethan? Oh, you having a bad day. Yeah. A lot bad day for a lot of people all around the sports world, starting with being a bad day for the two anon haters. After seemingly returning to regular season MVP Lamar, his Ravens squandered a 21-point fourth quarter lead to the fighting Tuanons. Not even Kyrie Irving would believe this stat line if he saw it on his favorite site, InfoWars. Tua, 469 yards and six <laughs> touchdowns, including four in the fourth quarter, to not only cover the three and a half, but to dominatrix anyone who dared to tease the Ravens through zero. RIP to the Tuanon haters. <laughs> Well, it was also a bad day for teams that sh signed shitty-ass dudes to absurd contracts. With a minute and a half left, Nick Chubb decides to give the Heisman to the old Brian Westbrook and save the day for his fantasy owners by running in a touchdown to go up two scores. The only problem was his kicker missed the extra point and allows a down 13 elite QB to drive down with a minute 24 <laughs> seconds and no timeouts and put his dick on a touchdown, get the onside kick, and smother his balls on a second touchdown to give the decisive <laughs> one-point victory over the sexual assaulters in regulation. Ah, isn't it nice when the karmic universe does its job? Good riddance, Kevin Stefanski, you boring-ass, sexy chode, and all those bold enough to tease the Browns down to plus half. Pear, I'm looking at you. Also, because it was a bad, bad day for you. Yeah, fuck the Browns. Bad day for anyone trying to show up the GOAT. After the Saints-Bucks brawl in which Tom Brady goes full, this is what I really want to say to Giselle and Adam Schefter mode on the Saints. Mike Evans does his usual dogging on Marshawn Lattimore while being seen in slow motion mouthing to the ref, it's Tom Brady, the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> well, good on you, Mike Evans, for firing up the Bucks and powering Brady to the next touchdown drive in a 2010 victory over the Saints, finally getting that sweet, sweet divisional win that's invaded him during his Bucks tenure. Good riddance, Jameis. You look like shit. Also, bad, bad day for Troy Aikman. On Monday Night Football, he proudly claimed to Joe Buck that 95 <laughs> is a great score for him when golfing by saying, hell, Joe, these guys just wouldn't let up. You hit 95 great shots and they remind you of your one bad shot. Well, I'm sorry to inform you, Troy, but everyone you play golf with might as well be Nick Wright thinking you're LeBron James because you're way too famous to know that that's a worthwhile admission on live TV. Play with some better friends, Troy. Also, bad, bad day for primetime Kirk Cousins. Once again, the Spicter tightening Bible thumper laid down in national television <laughs> and let Darius Slay go full R. Kelly on him like Jeez. he was a teenager in the 90s. This sad sack of a quarterback finally had a coach that forced him to make plays to come back against a good team. 
and he stumbled ass backwards into blindly throwing two horrible interceptions to Darius Slay. Congrats on destroying the Vikings Super Bowl hopes in week two, Kurt, by showing absolutely nothing has changed. But, and I mean but, on a positive note, Kurt comes out looking all right because it was an even worse day for his fellow Minnesota superstar counterpart, Ant-Man. The homophobic video Ant-Man posted to his IG last week makes Kirk's response a couple years ago to being asked what it would be like to have a gay teammate and she responds, nobody's perfect, look a whole lot better. Bad, (laughs) bad day for Minnesota athletes. And finally, a bad, bad day for Kyrie Irving. Continuing on his stop the steal tirade of a summer, Kyrie Irving shared a decade holds InfoWars video of Dylan's buddy Alex Jones about secret societies and engineered plagues. He then goes on for an encore later in the week by tweeting that the employer vaccination (laughs) mandates is one of the biggest violations in human rights history. For a guy who claims to be a worldly thinker, his world sure is damn small if he's placing in that category. (laughs) From flat earth to human rights, human rights, Kyrie is single-handedly making me respect Kevin Durant's trade request one tweet at a time. I love it. I love it. That was uh, quite the rundown there. Pear, uh, why don't you follow that with uh, a little bit of a Vegas update? Yeah, well, this is uh, as funny as Ethan's rant there was. This is almost, (laughs) it could be a little funnier. It's bad for the boys right now. Leader in the clubhouse in our uh, Circa Millions entries, checking in at the dizzying heights of 2,846 <laughs> is the collaborative effort of TNG Picks. Uh, yeah. Followed very closely in 3,701st place <laughs> by Ethan's entry. And then uh, me and Nick, uh, you know, just when you, when you, put together someone who's one in nine in his own pool and someone else who's <laughs> leading said pool, the result is falling to 4,334th <laughs> in the circumstances. Are there more than 4,304 people? <laughs> is this like that golf score where more is Yikes. Higher numbers is what we're looking for. Here. No, 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 just okay. put that dream to bed. Pear think- fails to understand something, Ethan. He has texted me multiple days this week telling me that we need to purposefully try to lose this week, not understanding that's the same thing as trying to win. <laughs> it's the same thing, Pear. There's $25,000 if you come in last place. I in, get that. In the first four weeks. But we don't just it's get to really. Pick. But we don't like. There's no chance of of getting the top prize. That's the only thing we can go for. <laughs> I'm just suggesting that we exclusively use your picks. <laughs> uh, when I turn it up here in the next few weeks and get back to, uh, let's just let's just be honest. I wanna I won the picks pool three years ago. I got top two percent twice in the. Uh, the the Vegas Super Contest. I'll be back, pair, and I'll remember every one of these stupid comments when Jalen Hurts and the 500 Eagles are getting eliminated in Week 17, Week 18, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm tired of your. Uh, it's been the worst right now because the biggest we've been right and wrong about certain things, but the biggest things Pear has been right about are the biggest things that I was wrong about. So Pear's loving it right now. He's absolutely swimming in his Eagles pick. Uh, Cooper rush, Cooper rush kept, uh, kept the boys alive though. So I don't, uh, I don't pair. I'd like to see you take the giants this week. If you, uh, if you have the balls to, so let's, uh, let's just jump right into that on that note, tease up, tease down. 
Tease up or tease down. You got that thing for me? What thing? Oh, Nicky, I thought you was laying. I was laying? No, no, I'm taking it. I was taking it. You sure? I'm positive. Well, I'm a little confused. You're a little confused? Maybe if I stick your fucking face through this window over here, like, you know, you'll, you'll get unconfused. Give me the fucking money. Eagles minus six and a half at the commies. What do we do here, guys? I mean, do we do we roll with pairs boys and just take the Eagles to keep rolling with Jalen Hurts, the hottest quarterback in the league that somehow hasn't been figured out yet and will very soon because he's not that good? Or do we take the commies with 12 and a half points? I'm teasing down with the Eagles just because I'm hedging my happiness because if the bet wins, I win. And uh, if pair loses, I win. So pair. You're up next. What do you want to do here? Yeah, I mean, you look at this game that opened as a pick 'em um, a while back. That was the look ahead line. Now, Eagles sitting at six and a half. I mean, that's a big move that you can counter by going either way, really. Uh, I think you can't go wrong with this one, which is why we include it in tease up, tease down, because it's a good question to ask. Um, but what I don't want to do is lay points especially a lot of points in the divisional road game so if you had made me pick one or the other i would take washington plus 12 and a half ethan are you rolling with the same thing that pair just said are you going to go with washington plus 12 and a half or are you just going to roll with the easy win tease i actually do want to go with the easy win tease here because i don't trust anything carson wentz against that defense because carson wentz and Kirk cousins are the same uh, so I see a similar result coming in that game. Kirk Cousins is better than Carson Wentz. Dylan, are you rolling with Ethan and I here? Uh, I I mean, I agree. You could take this either way. You probably play a middle here. If this was a primetime game, I might throw a triangle on this bitch, but I don't do that in the middle of the day on Sunday because I'm too miserable looking at all my other losses. So, yeah, I'll just tease <laughs> this down, take the Eagles to win. Yeah, it's uh we're due for uh we're due for a good week here, boys. That's all I know. And a- another game that we wanted to kick off things with uh the Chargers minus seven against a team that has a lot of momentum right now, pair the Jaguars. The Jaguars starting to look better without Urban Meyer. Uh shocker. The Jaguars, you can tease to plus 13 here at home against the Chargers, or you can just once again tease the Chargers down to a one-point victory. I don't know what I'm gonna do in this one. This is the one that I kind of feel like I like both sides on, pair. What do you think? I mean, obviously the big question here is uh, Justin Herbert and his ribs. I mean, if he gets ruled out somehow, uh, yeah, Lawrence. They said that he was possibly. They said he was practicing today. Uh, he didn't do a lot, but uh, if he were to somehow get ruled out of this game, and now you've got Chase Daniel going for the Chargers, <laughs> this number is going to drop to what? Three, three and a half. And the best. richest backup I mean, in the might, league. Might flip yes. the other direction if it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. Herbert. <laughs> so I think right now your smartest thing to do is is take the Jags up to 13. But come Sunday, if you get more and more good news on, on Herbert, then you probably want to tease the Chargers down because the Jags, their last 10 games, they're 2-0 and ATS against the Colts. They're 0-8 ATS against everybody else. So... Don't uh, read too much into them looking good against the Colts last week. Yep. I, I agree with everything you just said there. I'm uh, I'm actually right. probably leaning towards the Jags plus 13 because of Herbert's ribs as well. Um, that is a good thing to bring up there, Ethan. Yeah. Frank Reich is 0 and five or is 0 and five against the Jaguars in Jacksonville. So it's just something that the Colts absolutely cannot win in Jacksonville. It goes back even before his time 
all the way back to when Coughlin was still running things in the GM seat there. So for me, I, I like teasing the Jaguars up to 13 just because Lawrence did look really good in that game. Herbert will continue to do something dumb, and I'm not ruling out the possibility of a collapsed rib. I don't know. With that guy who's treating him, I can't rule out a medical miracle. Isn't Her- that the, the team doctor that punctured a lung? For, yes, the uh, collapsed yes, lungs, collapsed yes. rib. That's the bit. For Tyrod? Absolutely, yeah. yep. Being Her- sued for $5 million currently. I want to I want to talk about the Cowboys game here just for a whoa, minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't get my I don't get my tease up tease down here. All right, I went, fine. I, last week I literally last week I went to a Chargers game and I went to a Jaguars game. I have better insight on this than anybody else. You are a field right? scout. That's my bad. Here's as the field <laughs> scout. Um, now I will draw an asterisk on this. I had probably three or four tall beers in uh, Kansas City at the Chargers game, and they're not the normal tall boys. They're like extra tall boys. They do it different out there in, in Kansas City. So I saw some of the game. Some of it was a little bit blurry, but what I did see is that the Chargers <laughs> are absolutely still a contender to win the whole thing this year. Um, they played the Chiefs last year. I think that or last week, if they didn't play the Chiefs last week, I think that they might get ten points on this game. I mean they. They are definitely one of the best teams in football. The Jaguars looked good this weekend, sure, but really it was the Colts looked really bad. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to be sold on the Jaguars after this. After this win, um, Matt Ryan threw three picks. They ran the ball for like 45 yards or something. I mean, it was just an absolute shit show for the Colts. So I'm not bought into the Jaguars at this point. I think being able to tease the Chargers down to what is in essence a win at home against the Jaguars team is a no-brainer. Yeah, and that kind of brings us into the NFC East here. Um, talking about my Cowboys, uh, I, I don't want to spend a ton of – I don't even want to hear anybody else's opinion, especially Paris, on this game. But the Cowboys here, coming in as a two-and-a-half-point underdog pair, if you do want to find something for me, I, I, I couldn't find it before the show. But I would love well, to know – Do you want to hear Peppy's opinion on this game? Because he likes Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> he likes the Cowboys, so now you're fucked. God damn it, Pep. Why do you, you got to do that to me? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, stay away from this game, but here's why. I know when the Cowboys are an underdog, they always surprise me. Every time I want to bet against the Cowboys, they find a way to just throw it in my face that I can't do that. It's not the right thing to do, as we saw last week. The Cowboys are a good team on defense, Pear. You refuse to admit it to me. Uh, Jamar Chase talks shit about Trayvon Diggs. What happened? Diggs had a great week. Uh, I try to tell you, I know this defense. I know the players on this defense. The defense is strong when healthy. The problem is what was that week one performance by the offense? And how did Cooper Rush manage to look that much better than Dak Prescott? How was Cooper Rush able to get the ball out of his hands that much faster than Dak Prescott? How was Noah Brown able to get that far open when he couldn't get an inch of space week one? I have serious questions that I don't know how to answer myself about this Cowboys team right now. So I'm going to stay away from them. I have a question. I have a question for you. Speaking of that. What do the uh, Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers all have in common? Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. It's going to take too long for me to think of it. If the starting quarterback goes down, you kind of think to yourself, wow, this team might actually be good. (laughs) Why do you include the Eagles in that? Because Minshew has a giant horse cock. Oh, okay. But Jalen Hurts (laughs) is playing like the best football in the league right now. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyways... If I wasn't a Cowboys fan, I would probably look at this game and I'd probably say, let's roll Giants. But I'm, I am a Cowboys fan. I'm never betting against the Cowboys again. Um, Cooper Rush is undefeated as a starter in the NFL. 
Uh, I'm rolling uh, with nobody in this game, and I don't care to hear what you guys are doing. I'm taking the 49ers minus one and a half at Denver, though, so fuck you, Dylan. Um, the Broncos uh, really Thanks, not buddy. not showing me much in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Russell, Whether it's Russell Wilson struggling, whether it's their uh, incompetent head coach, their incompetent offensive coordinator, I mean, what are these guys doing right now, Dylan? Are they going to get it back on track at mile high this week, or are the 49ers and Jimmy G – Going to show everyone why they were so good down the stretch last year and a pick away from getting to the NFC champion or to the Super Bowl, probably. Yeah, the, this, I mean, this game sucks for me because it's, I, of course, I want to take my Broncos at home and what will be throughout the season a very important game. But the smart bet here is definitely on San Francisco. Yes, sir. Um, Justin Simmons is still out for us, um, strong safety still out. Uh, Patrick Sertan went out this last game ribs as well. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be playing Jerry Judy injured his ribs. We don't know if he's going to be playing. So with the one place on the field where we could hold our own and make sure that we don't lose this game is on defense. We're missing two of our star players on defense, potentially one of them for sure. Uh, and then we're going to miss our Jerry Judy, who obviously we've got drop issues there, but it's a target on the field that's important for us offensively. If our offense looked good over the last two weeks, I would be very confident in them over the Niners this week. Uh, two great defenses going head to head, but our offense has looked like shit. And San Francisco is allowing a lead best 4.1 uh, yards per play and that does not bode well for my Broncos offense this week yeah and the Jimmy G situation for the 49ers helps them um, I think we I talked agree. about that a couple yeah. weeks ago uh, Perry you talked about it a couple weeks ago anything you want to add there yeah Russell Wilson um, in primetime games he's historically the fourth most profitable quarterback in primetime but his last 11 primetime games he's two and nine ATS Something's going awry or there's like mean reversion or something here, but he's not, uh, he's not doing it. Also, I love the under here. Oh, the I, under is cash, cash, cash. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> a coach, an adult man who still goes by Nathaniel, just I'm absolutely not putting any money on him. What Nathaniel a complete loser. He was meant to be, it was meant to be that Russell Wilson's coach would be Nathaniel. The guys out there making his teammates call out run pass like he's in the second grade the fuck saw, is this corny ass loser still doing <laughs> he's being interviewed and they said do you feel like you earned this or do you still feel like you kind of snuck your way in here and he's like oh yeah i snuck my way in here like no shit dude yeah i don't even know how to call timeouts this is a disaster well ethan uh, uh i, I want to move to you here uh we have a, a lions vikings game usually this is a no-brainer and you got to roll with the vikings this year things are a little bit different that's why I'm taking the over of 52 instead of a team against the spread in this game. Are you confident with the Vikings at home or have you seen enough from the, the Lions offense to believe that they can actually give a, a run for their money? I don't know if Ed Donatel's still back there telling his cornerbacks to stand eight yards off the line of scrimmage and let <laughs> the best offensive line and two way two dual threat quarterback just pounce his way to five, eight yard gains. Like it's nothing. Then yes, I absolutely think that the, over is going to hit and the Lions plus six is just easy money they're going to find a way to get that backdoor cover and they even did it against the Eagles who we just got demolished by week one where they were able to pull it within three I love everything about the Vikings coming to Minnesota and keeping within six and 
to your point, hitting the over in this game because the Vikings offense is going to be better than it was. You're not going to have as many drops, and it's just not going to be Darius Slay guarding Justin Jefferson. So I have confidence in the Vikings offense, but also in the Lions. So I love getting six points with the Lions here. Tease them up, guaranteed, and then just take the six points. And the NFL is a weird league because much like the Cowboys week one offensive horrible game that just baffles your mind, that was like the Vikings against the Eagles on defense. Uh, what you just said, they're throwing eight-yard hitch routes. Uncontested. I, I was, it was absurd. absurd. I, was, I, was, I was very disappointed because I, I tried to be a Vikings fan. I was trying to drive my point that the Eagles aren't that good, and I, I didn't gain much from that game because it was just too, too easy. Pear, anything you want to add there? Uh, I mean, the Lions aren't great in divisional road games, typically, but uh, they did obviously cover in Minnesota last year uh, in an ugly game. Um, but I do agree with you guys over is the play here. 85% of the money is coming in on the over here. And speaking of overs pair, uh, your Buffalo bills have the same total 52 uh, against the Miami dolphins this week. Another game that I'm hitting the over on uh, Josh Allen can't be stopped right now. The, the dolphins have a lot of momentum that plus six is juicy. If they're playing 90% of the teams in the league right now, maybe every team besides the Buffalo Bills right now. Maybe the Kansas City Chiefs also playing really well. I love the Bills this week at minus six. I'm, it's not going to be in my top five. I don't think it's going to be in my top five. But I'm going to put some. Uh, I'm going to put some fun, uh, fun credit on that, and I'm going to roll with it. I, I do really think that the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC right now. Um, the Bills and the Chiefs, like we talked about, I think that's becoming more and more obvious with the Chargers kind of as a as a question mark kind of coming up. But pair fifty two for Josh Allen just isn't too many, is it? Uh, I mean, the question is, can Tuanon recreate what he did last week? And that's unlikely um, just because the, he got to roast some backup corners for Baltimore. Uh, he's not going to face that bad of a secondary for the bills, but um, I think what uh, we need to look at here is how the, uh, the Ravens also tore up the dolphins. Uh, Mike McDaniel does not seem to be focused on the defensive end, despite them having some good defensive talent. So I think the Bills team total is going to come in on this one on the over. Um, whether or not the Bills cover six in a divisional road game, that's that's tough. Although they do actually have a situation that sets up better for them with uh, with the Bills going to, on short rest. You don't want to spend too much time in Miami this time of year. I, yeah, I think I, is the Bills team total this year's Alabama first half from last year. Like, can we just bet that every single fucking game and ride that cash cow all the way home? <laughs> I mean, you might. That takes us down to Tampa Bay, where the Bucks are coming in as a one point favorite against the Packers. Battle of the Goats. I don't know where to go in this game, so I'm going to roll with Aaron Rodgers because I like him a little bit more than Tom Brady currently. Uh, Pear, where are you going with this game, and are you also taking the Packers? Well, I'm uh, actually in agreement with Peppy on this one. He and I both like the Bucks. Um, Tom and Tampa, since he got there, they are six and one straight up and ATS in home games after a road trip of two plus games. Um, so they do come home well. I, I think they're uh, we focus for this one. Yeah, I, I think the the Bucks beat a Packers team that didn't look that great, honestly in beating the bears, which they should have stomped a lot more. What about no Mike Evans? If they don't 
overrule the John Tunyon. I think they already <laughs> decided it's not overruled. nepotism. Right. I mean, you can you can run the ball all day long. They'll find something. You know, they think, did yeah. the Cowboys. I'm I'm not worried about it. Again, another think... low scoring game, but the Bucks are actually really really good in low scoring games. I actually think that as much as we want to highlight the quarterback matchup here, this is going to be a uh, heyday for Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to run all over the Packers and the Buccaneers will do what they always do, control the clock, move the ball at a, at a pace that works for them and ultimately wind out on top. I just don't see Aaron Rodgers giving away home field advantage that easily. Um, go ahead. Uh, and he's muted. <laughs> <laughs> good to be here again guys on the show uh it's nice to nice to appear on one of america's top gambling shows and my personal favorite podcast again thank you for having me uh i just you know i know everybody takes you guys for granted every week but before i get in to my locks and loads uh, I want to let everybody know how much I appreciate spending uh, this time each week with some of my closest friends. And the, I mean, you got Tony, Nick, Evan Hydorn <laughs> rolling out winners each and every week. Everybody knows the Pickmaster Terry is going to kill it. And what you don't know as these guys roll monsters right out in front of you is that behind the camera, producer extraordinaire Pepper is just rocking. And so, Nick, I'm here. I'm ready to rock. Let's flip some tits. Let's kick some dicks and let's deliver some winners. Si, let's start with the Chiefs game. Chiefs are uh, coming in as a five and a half point favorite against Matt Ryan and the underperforming Colts. Uh, where are you going with this game? Well, I like men who look like thumbs. So I'm going to go with Matt Ryan in this one on the will he or will he not look like a thumb uh, over under. And uh, whatever the under is, take the over because he's going to look like a thumb all game. Nick, I don't like the people of Kansas City. And uh, I don't want to be on either side of this gamble because I don't like the people of Indianapolis either. They're two fat cities. <laughs> that think they're different, but are they? Sure, Kansas City has barbecue and Indianapolis has cars that go vroom vroom, but I'm not going <laughs> to waste my time thinking about these two dumpster destinations when I could be over here thinking about where Paris and I are going to hang out next week. <laughs> that's why I'm really here. I know I've pumped you guys up, but Perry... Uh, I want to take a vacation with you and I'd like you to pay for it. So pick some winners, pick some winners and, uh, and, and make daddy proud. I'm daddy. Make me proud. Who's so, this guy? Who's this guy down here with the hat in the corner? Dylan. This guy's Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Nice it's nice. You, it's nice to meet you. You look like, so for the audience, I don't know if you guys describe each other. You look like uh, if Matt Patricia did CrossFit for eight years. <laughs> Dylan has a rock and roll hardo beard that runs runs past his neck, but you can't see below his tits. You don't know if he widens out or if he's just like, like, should I talk shit about his beard or should I be like, that's a pretty cool beard. 
I want to know, did you grow it longer after January 6th or have you had it that long this entire time? No, I, I grew it after to try to cover, cover up a little bit. There's still a lot of cameras being reviewed. And that's the right call. Tony yeah. Nick stays the same no matter how many crimes he commits. He keeps that same Dak Prescott mini mug that he's got. So it's nice so to I, meet you, Dylan. You're wearing a hockey shirt. That's pleasure. that. Yeah. Trust his picks. <laughs> so I, for, for time's sake, Sai, we're going to move on here. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game. Um, oh, you got to roll go. the Chiefs. Yeah, you, you have to roll with the Chiefs here. Pear, are you rolling with the Chiefs as well? Uh, well, I like people who sound like Kermit the Frog. So I like Patrick Mahomes uh, in this game. A wholesome Six, joke. 16 and three ATS the week after a divisional win. Now, right. I'll, I'll fix it. Don't worry. Nick didn't like how wholesome that was. I'll be Paris. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. I got to get into my Paris. <laughs> okay. Well, I like... Um... <laughs> Well, I like uh, people who sound like Kermit the Frog when they're getting fucked. So I just you just throw a fucked in there, and it does it. You know what I'm with? Pear did it to me. I'm on the Chiefs. Well, being that I'm seated in Arizona right now, we got to talk about the Cardinals game. Cardinals are at home this week as a three-and-a-half-point underdog to a team that Ethan declared to have a quarterback with a dead shoulder last week. Uh, his dead shoulder looked like it was alive again, but so did Kyler Murray in the second half in a way that was probably the most fun comeback besides the fact that all of us had the Raiders last week that we've seen <laughs> in maybe three regular, season, uh, regular seasons in the NFL. It was incredible. The two-point conversions, the 40-second play that he had on the two-point conversion where he literally showed how easy it is for him just to stand back there and toy with these defensive linemen. I mean, you got to send at least five after Kyler Murray. Anyways, I'm rolling with the, the the Cardinals here. I'm rolling with Kyler Murray and the momentum that he got with that second half there, and I'm taking him as a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home against the, the Rams here. Pear shaking his head, of course. Uh, no surprise there. Pear, tell me why I'm wrong. Oof. Well, I do not like people who look like Tyrion Lannister, so I am going with <laughs> wow. the uh, with the Rams on this one. If I can get three, I really <laughs> love it get rid of that hook but uh the cardinals let's not i mean give too much credit to a team that has played seven quarters of shitty football and then one quarter of of amazing football it is too big of an overreaction cardinals are not good at home somehow they are amazing on the road it is it has been a, a staple of the of the milf hunters time there so um but another staple is McVay owning this team, eight, one, and one. Yeah, Ethan, do you trust the little man to get it done? Absolutely not. And if you really want, you can always <laughs> hit the Cardinals with a live bet because they have been absolute ass the first halves of both these games. So if you want to take your second half bet to hedge whatever parlay you have the Rams in, go for it. The Cardinals will not come out strong. They don't do it at home. This Rams team absolutely blew the doors off that Falcons team in the first half. If it wasn't for, you know, looking suspect in that comeback, which was helped by, you know, the blocked kick return for touchdown, all that, that game should have been not quite as close as it turned out to be. I think if it wasn't for the Falcons mounting that pity comeback, this might even be four and a half, five, five and a half. And so I think a lot of this line is how those two games ended. 
and uh, I favor what happened in the first halves of their two previous games. It seems like you guys aren't factoring in the fact that this game's in Arizona at all. Again, I'll get my top picks at the end. This isn't going to be one of my top picks um, because I, I, I understand that Arizona has played it's gonna poorly. Be, it's going to be it 96 does, it, degrees there. And I know it's in a dome, but it's still going to be hot. So yeah, it'll be like 85 in the, yeah. it's not a dome and whatever <laughs> I, that I thing's I feel called. like you're not factoring the fact that uh, Kyler Murray, like, they didn't beat the Ra- they looked horrific against the Raiders. They were bad. The Hunter Renfro had to fumble twice to like and 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 then you couldn't even like like he has to that was he they look so bad. Their play calling is so fucking bad. No one in that I've never seen like you ever see the delay a family? Game. Yeah, have you ever seen like a family come out of like a Walmart and you're like Oh, either there's a divorce or a murder that's going to happen with this bunch. <laughs> like, that's how the Cardinals take the field. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong, for, but I like, is that where you want your money to go? No. You want your money no. to go on no, the no. dysfunctional fucking short guy and the hot coach who's actually not hot but thinks he's hot? I don't know that I'm like... <laughs> I don't know yeah. that I'm. Going I, that I hear you. And that's why that's why I point out it's not one of my top picks. And really, the top picks are the only thing I'm actually going to put make plays on myself. Now, the Ravens are one of my top picks against Hold the Patriots on, Nick, this week. Nick, let's let's back it up a second. Check in on uh, on Peppy Public here. Fade Peppy Public likes the over and he's walking right into it again because 73 <laughs> percent of the money's coming in on the under. <laughs> I mean that's incredible. I don't. Uh, yeah, Pep is. Uh, Pep's doing a, a great. Yeah. Do we do we know how Pep did last week on his yeah, yeah, public that's picks? What I was going to ask his public picks. Have they been hitting? I... We'll give an update next week for Pep's uh, public unf- picks for the season. Pep's unf- last name is Public. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the name of that's his OnlyFans. It's Peppy's Public. He's got two actually. Well, I will subscribe to that. Yeah. Give me some of that pepper dong immediately. <laughs> no, no. Special feature appearances from Pear and uh, Tony Nick on that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move uh, right on into that Ravens game, which isn't my Tony top Nick. Just as a side note, Tony Nick sounds like a discount Tony Hawk. Like if you wanted the <laughs> if you wanted the video game Tony Hawk when you were a kid, but your parents couldn't afford it, they're like, "Well, we got you, Tony Nick." <laughs> I hate you so much. Ravens minus it. three against the Patriots. One of my top picks of the week. Pair, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, you didn't tell me what the pick is. I'm taking the Ravens minus three against the Patriots. Okay, well, you didn't say that. How am I supposed to tell you it's wrong? Unless you don't... Okay, no, I think you're, well, I think you're kind of right. Um, there's a whole lot of people on the Ravens to bounce back here. I don't think uh, Belichick at home as a dog is quite the same. Uh, kind of thing it used to be so uh, I'm going to roll with you I, I would prefer putting money line in a teaser just because you're sitting on that flat three or a mon- excuse, think- money line in a parlay excuse me yeah I, I don't think we need to use the language bounce back with the Ravens they put up 38 points last week and yes they fell apart at the end of the game and gave up the win but it's not like they didn't look good last yeah, week. I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, defensively, they need to bounce back, and there's not many people you can bounce back defensively better against than Mac Jones and, and Mac Matt Jones, Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you guys the, see the, the clips Patriots of- could barely beat Mitch Trubisky and the rollout checkdown Steelers offense by three points? Much like Cooper Rush, he had about three or four dropped interceptions. There's absolutely no chance in hell the Patriots will be able to keep up with the Ravens offense. They're going to win. 
take the three points and just eat the minus 110. I mean, it's a great point. I don't know why you got to go at our guy, Cooper. All he's all he's doing out here is winning games for me and Tony Nick. <laughs> exactly. I agree, Sai. He's undefeated as a NFL hater. starter. Your quarterback is Kirk Cousins, and you're going to come at Cooper Rush? Hard pass. <laughs> they decided to reincarnate Jason Garrett down on the field. I just <laughs> can't believe in Cooper Rush. Like another ginger giant in Dallas. Sai, if we couldn't get when, enough when, of when Jason in Garrett on NBC. When in the history of the NFL have there been ba- a bad ginger quarterback? Jason <laughs> Garrett, Andy <laughs> Dalton, Carson Wentz. The results speak for themselves. Sai, speaking of complete piece of shit quarterbacks, Joe Flacco won a game last week, and he's coming in as a five-point <laughs> underdog against uh, the Bengals, who actually lost to uh, my Dallas Cowboys in remarkable fashion. I have no idea how that happened. Um, I'm rolling with the Bengals as a top pick. I think they have to win a game. I think Joe Flacco sucks at football, and I have no idea what that defense was at the end of the game last week. Uh, Sai, are you, are you rolling with the Bengals here, or are you, also, uh, are you still going to ride the Joe Flacco train one more week? Well, I mean, here's what I'm going to tell you. First and foremost, I wouldn't go hard at Flacco or Flacco's flock will come after you on Twitter and they are a tough group. So I would, you know, keep your opinions to yourself, you know, in that regard. Secondly, I think I'd like to use my time on this game to discuss the legitimacy of (laughs) Leah Michelle's uh, accomplishments in the collegiate pool. And the problem you have when people enter this discourse. No, I, I don't know. Fuck the bang. Who's like, you can't, you can't bet on the Bengals. Like, all I'm here to do is tell you who you can't bet on. And you can't bet on the Bengals. Zach Taylor sucks, dude. He sucks. <laughs> like, we wa- Ethan and I watched that game. We're down here. We watched, it was the game that was on TV. We watched the whole fucking game. And I know you did too, because they're your team, Nick. They, it's... Yep. They are not prepared. They are, whether it's mental, physical, I don't know what it is, but they a Super Bowl hangover, they are not prepared, and Zach Taylor doesn't look like a guy who has control of his team. Now, they might turn around, win 12 games in a row, and everything might be just fine, but I'm not in a place to think that's going to happen with anything I've seen. So you essentially... You're living off of everybody's living off of what they saw last year with the Bengals, but they're pretending that the Bengals are the team that played in the last three playoff games. Yeah. We watched them all year. They lost to the fucking jets last year. They beat the Ravens. Then they lost to the, they were fucking garbage. 40% of the year last year, they were garbage against the, the nine. They were just garbage. And so do I think all of a sudden they're a good football team? No. So you have two bad football teams and week two, two bad football teams. I don't want to bet against a team that just had a crazy win and backed their coaches shit talking up while at the same time putting money on a team that is crumbling and the coach doesn't have control. So I, I don't, I get where you're going, but yeah, and you might end up being right, but I just don't. No, this this is a tough this is a tough game, but I'm just gonna fade Joe Flacco in this one, and and we'll move to the Panthers at home, uh, another team that's having a really weird start to their season. Uh, Panthers are 0 2 with Baker Mayfield. They're plus three at home against the Saints. I I don't think the Saints are as good as Pear does. Um, Pear, maybe you changed your opinion a little bit last week, but I think there's a little bit of value here. It's again not a top pick for me. I said I'll get in the get to my top picks at the end, but. 
I'm I'm rolling with the Panthers plus three at home here. I don't think Baker Mayfield starts out 0-3, and, and I don't think the Saints are the same team that they've been in the past. Well, hold on with your uh, Baker love there, because since 2019, Baker is 18-31-1 ATS. That is the worst quarterback ATS record out of 92 possible quarterbacks. So don't pump uh, don't pump Baker up too much there. Everyone is just shitting on every one of my picks right now. This is insane. Also, I, I just need to have one week of winning to just shut you guys up so badly. You do need that because yeah, you have you, not you held could... that. So <laughs> that would help I... more than just you, believe me. And <laughs> also, the Panthers are 3-12 and 12 ATS. They're past 15 home games on an 0-9 ATS run overall. This team cannot cover. Matt Rule is probably the safest bet for first coach fired in the NFL. Um, but on the other, on the flip side, Pepe is on the saints. So yes, thanks Matt, Matt rule yes. might as well have one foot in Nebraska. This guy is going to be gone <laughs> by week six, having taken over the rest of Scott Foster's contract. I think that I've officially decided to give the fade him every week crown from Cam Newton over to Baker Mayfield. I lost both times betting on Baker weeks one and two. They've not covered ATS the last nine weeks, seven cam weeks, two bakers. I see no difference between these guys. Give me the saints to come back. That was a weird game against Tampa Bay who may have the best defense in the NFL. They were actually playing pretty well before that fight. And I think what their defense was able to do to Tom Brady, the majority of the game and week one is what they're going to have success with against Baker. So I like the saints in this game, or at the very least, there's no way in hell I'm going to bet on Baker. Stay away if you don't want the Saints. Sai, am I making a, an overreaction by taking the Raiders uh, at Tennessee this week, or are the Titans that bad of a football team this year? What's the line? Minus two for the Titans, uh, or for the Raiders, uh, on the road at Tennessee. The, the Raiders are a two-point favorite. Well... I don't know. My original opinion was that Rob Searles bet me two steak dinners that I got him down to six and a half on the over under for Titans wins on the year. So regardless if that oh, bet man. fails or not, that is good value uh, on two steak dinners. So I, <laughs> you, I don't know my going into the season I thought the Titans would be average, but not terrible. And I thought the Raiders would be better than everybody thought they were. Yep. And my instinct says they lost to potentially one of the best teams in the NFL in a close game week one. And they blew a game week two that they had no business losing, that they were winning easily. I mean, yep. for what, the majority of that game? Then the Browns so even just gave the game away last week. So it's, I mean, I don't know. It depends. I think you, if you are taking the Raiders in this, which, you know, anything less than three for the team that you believe is better home field advantage, isn't what it once was. And it certainly isn't that in the Titans stadium, you know, you're not in Kansas city, you, you know, it's, it's not LA, but it's not what it is. Other places if you get in minus two, I would guess you have to be willing to bet on, that that team isn't going to react poorly to that loss. And I don't know the answer to that. So that's, if, you, if you're taking the pick, you have to be confident in Josh McDaniel's ability to rally a team. And more important, people forget first year head coaches, all the shit they have to do. It's not just coaching the team. 
They have to plan the flight schedule. They have to decide who gets how many seats on the flights. Coaches do so much logistical bullshit that nobody has any idea about. That's why first-year head coaches sometimes struggle early in the season, especially on road games, because it's just it's not even hardly about coaching. The Vikings looked crazy unprepared against the Eagles, right? So Josh McDaniels has been a head coach before, but do you think he rallies the troops, is able to fly multiple time zones and handle all his shit as a new coach with a new organization? Then yes, but that's a lot. To, that's a lot to ask. I'm not convinced the Titans are terrible. I think Ethan is, but I'm not. I'm Dylan not convinced Howard's, they're uh... they're they're terrible either. But the the Bills just absolutely made them look like they shouldn't be on the same field. Dylan, how's uh, Josh McDaniels as a head coach? Uh, I have very bad memories of Josh McDaniels as a head coach, but um, <laughs> as you guys know, and it pains. So I love seeing the Raiders at Owen too. As a Broncos fan, that is just magic to me. I would probably rather see that than any other team in the NFL. That said, Sty hit, <clears throat> Sty hit it. Their first loss was against the Chargers, who I already said earlier in the show, and who I said before the season started, I feel could win the Super Bowl. And last week, they shouldn't have lost the game. It took a bunch of freak mistakes and a couple of injuries. Hunter Renfro's on the injury list this, this week as well um, for them to lose that football game. I still think the Raiders are a good football team. I also see that this Titans team, of course, this number's a little bit skewed after last week, is letting up almost 450 yards a game that defense is. So this Raiders team has a lot of weapons. I don't see the Titans being able to keep up with them, keeping up pace with them offensively. So I like that you're getting that line of two points on this game. Um, and I would take it if it moves to two and a half, keep it under that kicker. I like that away. I, I actually hate that it moved to two. This would have been an easy tease candidate. The Titans, so prior to Monday night, that absolute destruction by the Bills, this was opening at Titans minus one and a half. So that Bills dismantling moved this line three and a half points. Is watching one primetime game worth three and a half points on a line? I know it's only week two, so you're finding out what these teams are like. And the Titans were more the team that I thought they would be this year without A.J. Brown and to be more of a fraudulent team that they were uh, to be a number one seed the year before. But I, I hate the fact of say what you will about Mike Vrabel and his ability or lack thereof to cut off his own penis. He is the type of psycho played in the NFL raw, raw coach that fires up a team after an embarrassing national TV loss. So that's the only reason I hate this spot is that it is Mike Vrabel with a team that has continuity and has had success in previous seasons coming back home after an embarrassing loss and then losing to a Raiders team that can't put it all together uh, i'm not if i'm i'm not gonna bet the titans but i'm certainly not gonna put the raiders in a four or five team parlay and have them be the ones that cost me but i like the raiders because i don't believe in the titans and i do believe in the raiders but i hate the spot uh that you got that three and a half point line movement and a coach like Vrabel uh having his team embarrassed i mean the interview that rogers did this week with uh McAfee, whatever the hell is, uh, that show is with AJ Hawk, just sitting there looking like a complete psychopath, never <laughs> speaking and having these fake books behind him. But Aaron Rodgers 
came in, you know, to defend basically Mike Vrabel and thinking that anyone who thinks the Titans are dead are a fucking yep. idiot. And if there's anything I know about Aaron Rodgers, it's that he's absolutely right about every single one of his takes. So uh, you're battling a whole lot of headwinds and tailwinds here. And I think I'm going to go with the Raiders, but I'm not going to put them in a big parlay and have them fuck me. Hey, Dylan, did you hear that? Uh, Aaron Rodgers takes are all right. So you're the most correct person on this podcast, technically. Oh, yeah, baby. We're in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Texans plus guys, two and a half. Were you Go guys ahead. at the Capitol together? How does Dylan know? Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we we actually met at a at a different uh, clan. Uh, I shouldn't call it that. A group of us got together. Call it just a group. To yep. Discuss, yeah, to discuss some things, and then we did, we just happened to be in DC, and things started to happen. Speaking so, speaking of yeah, uh, you and Aaron racist... out there trying to kill scientists and really do you know. <laughs> speaking of racist racist clan activity, the Texans are uh, two and a half point <laughs> underdog to the Chicago Bears Nick, this week. You're favorite team is from the same state the owner <laughs> the owner of the texans clear. is a little worse than jerry come on now is he yeah, is jerry has never he, dropped an n-bomb in his he, life has jerry's he. not jerry actually just, racist is he not <laughs> is he not 85 i don't know if he is man, but i'm not Texas. i'm not gonna sit here and go whoa 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 my 80 year old texas billionaire is a way better person than your 80 year old texas billionaire what the fuck are we all i'm saying about? is we've already caught one dallas, owner saying stuff dallas sucks a billion wet dongs as a city compared to houston houston is so much like what are you we, you can't do that, Nick. You don't get just because you're the host, you don't get to come in here and be like, well, speaking of shit boxes, Houston, <laughs> Texas, with all their big Texas fucking morons hey, down there. Si, if you uh if you had listened to our season preview, we we ripped the Texans because of their owner and solely their owner. He blackmailed Deshaun Watson out of the team. And also I don't got rid think of DeAndre Jerry's Hopkins. like a chill guy, is what I'm saying. He's just <laughs> been around a long time and won some Super Bowls. Hey, Dylan, before uh, Nick <laughs> continues with this, can I uh, ask you? I don't. You seem like a big science guy. The uh, <laughs> this is an animal biology question. Oh my god! Uh, did you know that dolphins are one of only two creatures? Uh, two non-human animals who have sex for pleasure. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I did know that. You know what the other one is? Uh, Jerry Jones. Own. It's Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> for all the Houstons out there, <laughs> Houstonians, I was not uh, insulting your state or your city. <laughs> I was insulting yeah, the Houston I Texans. I our giant audience in Houston doesn't leave us. <laughs> it's a big market. We need that. I'm taking Davis Mills plus two and a half against the Bears this week. Anybody oh, else? Yeah. Want to I love that. Right? Dude, Justin that. Fields, what would he have, 71 yards and an interception last week? He's thrown 28 times through He's two terrible, weeks. He's terrible, dude. Dude, they're, they're not going to be able to control the ball. You're going to be... <laughs> Biting your nails the whole time if you're going to expect the Bears in any way, shape, or form to mount a comeback. Davis Mills is actually – his cock is as big as his neck. This guy's a fucking <laughs> monster. And he took he, – he kept that game against the Broncos close all game. I'm riding the Texans for the third week in a row because that's the only team I can apparently pick in the Davis, Super Contest. Davis 
Mills did not keep the game close. The, the Houston Texans haven't scored a touchdown in five quarters. <laughs> yeah, and they're but they're deep. But Russell Wilson kept it close by sucking yeah. Nathaniel's yeah. horrible hey, play. Hey, Colin Dylan, Jake. Dylan, one thing you don't understand about Davis Mills is he doesn't play to win. He plays to cover. It's to cover. Yeah, he yeah. Know, he on, knows bro. what he needs to do and when he needs to do it, and he gets it done. So We're no slander see, to my only see win. One of those uh, E60s here in a few years about Davis Mills, the NFL superstar who covered every game but has the worst record in history. Yeah, and I, I'm actually taking Davis Mills to win and cover this week. Wow! Yeah, the, baby. Yeah, the Bears, the Bears are terrible. The Bears, like I said last yeah. week are who we thought they were. Don't let them off the hook. Denny Green, yeah. RIP. Uh, one and four, this team is straight up. And 0-5 <laughs> and ATS the past five weeks after playing Green Bay. Something about getting your ass owned by Aaron Rodgers seems to deflate them. They're going to lose this game straight up to the Texans. Yeah, here's a pair stat for you. 77% of the public is on the Houston money line. Woohoo! <laughs> But they, I mean, every once in a while, the public's right. Here's the thing. That opening game was such a distraction from the likely reality of the Chicago Bears. They are going into the season, anybody, and who knows where they end up. You know, you you can never say this is a guarantee, but I think most people thought this is one of the worst three teams in the NFL. And then they win a weird rain game against Trey Lance and then exactly what we think they should look like happens week two. And I think people are still factoring in week one a little bit. I don't care how bad the Texans are. Are the Texans one of the worst three teams in the NFL? The bears might sneakily be the actual They don't who they don't have receivers. Daryl, Daryl Mooney is their number one wide receiver. <laughs> it's no their atrocious. Line. They are an atrocious football team. So if you take a real football team against an atrocious football team and you get two and a half, I don't know, man. Or you only, you're only giving two and a half? I don't know. That's not bad. Yeah, and that 49ers game was backyard football against a quarterback that honestly looked horrible uh, as we've well. Got, uh, we've got Lovey Smith and his fantastic beard returning to Chicago yep. here. Revenge spot. Pair, I'm going to take it down to uh... You know, down to Seattle or up to Seattle, bowl. I should say. Yeah, to <laughs> the, the worst bowl. game of the week, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Hold, hold on, hold on, Nick. Hold on, Nick. What do you, what is that? Do you have a? Are you flipping a coin? Okay, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It's uh, things have been tough right that's, now. That's what's coming down. To I'm it. taking the Seahawks. Dylan, it landed on heads. Right. I'm taking the Seahawks minus two at home. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tony Nick's shit picks where the host (laughs) will flip a coin and then send it around the room. I I like Mariota in this game. They've been able to put up points 26, 27. Can't say the same about the ghost of Geno's past. I don't know how anything that the Seahawks did last week would give me any amount of hope that they're, they should be favored. Did you watch the Seahawks game? Another bottom three team. No, I didn't watch the game. Geno Smith turned the ball over uh, in the red zone like two times. And also just, they, they should have put up points. They should have covered in that game, even with the blocked field goal uh, helping them out. It was, it was really tough to watch that game because Geno Smith moved the ball. He just couldn't get it into the end zone. Uh, Sai, well, you have once again lost your mic. The ball even better is the Falcons. And so I like the Marcus Mariota more recently a good quarterback than Geno Smith and so if I'm doing anything it's a guy that has Cordero Patterson 
playing whatever the hell flex Y back that he is and their Drake London actually produced this last game looking every bit the first round pick uh, that he was and if you get an appearance from Kyle Pitts from wherever the hell he's hiding I like the Falcons getting points in this game. Yeah, I think Drake Drake London was one of my sneaky fantasy picks, and it was cool to see him kind of show up last week. Um, but I'm I'm riding with Ethan here. The Atlanta offense has actually looked pretty good. And don't forget that they played the Saints and the Rams, which are two better defenses, right? Now they go Rams. in to see Seattle, mm-hmm. which is like an absolute shit show of a defense and an absolute shit show of an offense. Cy just said we thought the Bears would be a, a bottom feeder, bottom three team in the NFL we know the Seahawks are a bottom three team in the NFL. This team is awful, and I like the Falcons here without question. Money line, too. Before I get into my top picks here, um, which I'm going to totally disregard all of your guys' thoughts and feelings on, uh, Pear, I have a couple questions I want to ask you about the college slate this weekend. Man, I love college. Hey, I love drinking. Um, we, we, we both know that Cy is a huge college fan as well. So feel, feel free to chime in Cy. Oh but, yeah. He'll, he'll be all over this. I love <laughs> Republican football. I think it's great. <laughs> we have a big game in the ACC with the number five team in the country. Uh, Clemson. Can we talk about up- how big of a fucking loser this Dabo Sweeney chode is? <laughs> have you ever seen anything less cool? Let me, let me break this down for, for those of you like me who don't watch college football. I happened to be walking past a TV with college football on. And I watched this man who makes somebody tell me how much he makes. What's he make a year? 11 million now. But 11 million dollars or he's just going to quit society. 11 million dollars it. thinks it's a crime to pay the players. And this fucking <laughs> nerd leads his team out of the tunnel. And that's hey, that's egomaniacal on a level that's bananas. But the fact that he does it in a full sprint as fast as he can, and then he gets to midfield, turns around and squats down to wait for his team to come out. Anybody who fucking watches this loser and thinks, now that's football. Fucking A. I would rather, honestly, I would rather watch like housewife football. And let me explain exactly what I mean by that. A bunch of housewives who hate football start a league, like a league of their own. And they're all coached by other housewives and they don't even want to play. So you think you're watching football, but then they just all gather at center field and talk shit about their husbands and how bad football is. I would rather watch that than anything Dabo Sweeney ever does. Now, Urban Meyer that's a football coach. <laughs> now, the only other coach that uh, compares to Dabo is uh, PJ Fleck, but we won't talk about that right now. Uh, Clemson is taking on number 21, Wake Forest. Uh, can Clemson's defense slow down Wake on the road here, Pear? Do you see this game being a shootout like, uh, like the numbers indicating here? Or do you see Clemson pumping the brakes on Wake Forest's offensive momentum and getting a grasp back on the ACC? No, I think the number here on the total is very much within reach. It's under that key number of 56. I like the over here, even though Clemson's defense is good. What is that number? 55 and a half. It is still under 56. So as long as it's under that key number, I like it. Uh, Clemson's 70th in the country against uh, in allowing passing yards, and they've played nobody. Uh, Sam Hartman and Wake's 
offense can really exploit that, but they can't stop anything either. So this game's flying over. Now Penn State just went in and beat Auburn on the road. Uh, no big team, Big Ten team has ever done that before. Uh, what will they do as an encore this week? Being that we have no idea what to think of the top ten right now with this expanded playoff format. Yeah, I think they're uh, also in trouble for giving up a lot of yards and points in this one. Central Michigan has a very functional offense, uh, something that Penn State hasn't seen much of recently. Uh, the Chippewas put up 44 points on Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State's a team that struggles to tackle. Penn State is grading out at 125th in tackling. That is trouble against uh, Daniel Richardson and Lou Nichols. Uh, Penn State's offense is rolling right now, though. They're going to score in bunches. Central Michigan will get points late. That'll push this over 63. And lastly, pair Alabama is laying 40. They've been underwhelming to start the season this year, but they are playing against an SEC just dumpster fire team, Vanderbilt, who continues to lose by 50 plus in games like this week or year after year. Do you trust Alabama to, to cover that 40 point spread? Or is this a game we're staying away from just because we haven't liked what we've seen from Alabama this far? I'm staying away from the side here. 40 points is too much in a conference game. I don't care who you are. It's just too much. Uh, especially with Alabama going to Arkansas next week. That's a tough uh, scheduling spot. But I do think that means they're going to put the, the hurt on Vandy early. Uh, so I like the first quarter to go over 13 and a half points. Uh, Vandy's got a freshman starting quarterback who actually looks pretty good, but he might throw a touchdown to the Alabama defense here. Either way, Bama's going to put it on them over 13 and a half in the first quarter. And uh, any other winners that you want to give out before we give our top NFL picks for the week? Yeah, I got some rapid fire ones here. Friday night, Nevada at Air Force, lay 24 with Air Force. Uh, sorry to NHJ on this one, but uh, Maryland's <laughs> getting blown out by Michigan in the first half. Take Michigan minus 10 in the first half. Uh, UCLA at Colorado. Take Colorado first half plus 12 and a half. Uh, and then Rice Houston over 51 and a half and Florida Atlantic Purdue over 61 and a half. Well, there you have it. There's Paris college corner, Ethan, let's uh, go around the horn. And uh, before we get out of here, get your top picks of the weekend. Yep. I love, as I said, the Ravens taking on uh, the Mac Jones pussy faces. I love the lions getting six at the Kirk pussy face cousins is. Uh, the Raiders getting those two points against the, again, Ryan Tannehill, also Kirk Cousins, and then the Texans taking on Justin Fields, who's not really a quarterback. So that's the four-team parlay. Dylan, how about you? A uh, little bit of congruency here. I like the Chiefs a lot, uh, five and a half. Ah, I think the Chiefs. Too few for them. Um, I agree on Baltimore. I don't think New England has a football team this year, and I think Baltimore could win the AFC. So I like the uh, three points there. Uh, Raiders, we talked about it at uh, two points. I think they cover that and more. Um, and then I, I like the Chargers. I know it's a, a touchdown. I would love, I'd probably, if I throw that in a parlay, I'll buy it down that half point. Um, and that is contingent on making sure that Herbert's in. So don't take any plays on that yet. But once we get the go on him, I like the Chargers to cover and win by more than a score. And Cy, we know you're not a big gambling guy, but uh, what are your top picks of the weekend? Hmm. So I'm going to go with the <laughs> under whatever the number is on how many fans we lose in the greater Houston area. I am going to 
take the over over seven on the amount of vacation days I expect from Pear when he buys the two of us a romantic getaway. And I am going to take the under of 13 inches on my guess for Dylan's beard as I've watched him move around throughout the program. I've noticed it's more likely in the six range. And honestly, I'm not good at measurements. Well, Pear, you know what time it is. It's time for uh, Tiny Paris's top picks of the weekend. Why don't you start us out here? Well, you do best picks and then you guys do another set of best picks. Yeah, because Ethan and Dylan and Pep's opinion is below ours. Um, so no, they're you know, it's below a- on the screen in the Zoom room. So that makes sense. Where, oh, where, uh, where does that put you in the super contest? I, do we need to guys, get all again? your get all your jokes in here for the first couple of weeks of the season because that's going to flip around here in the next few. I mean, it fucking better. You are in a super contest that you created and you're fucking dead last. <laughs> it is. Here's the thing. Anyone I won your ever, I won yours two years ago. See, this is what I'm talking about. Anyone who's ever been in any sort of relationship with Nick <laughs> understands that this is an opportunity to get out years of relationship frustration. So yeah, Nick, I'm sorry. You're one in nine in a super contest. <laughs> fucking load up the torches. Put everybody in the van. Let's go set Nick's place on fire and burn this motherfucker to the ground. Dude, I know people. There are babies who could throw a beanbag at a board with teams on it. Would have better records through two weeks. You're like, you're so good on zone coverage. You're such an unbelievable. No, we've been, we've been struggling for like two weeks straight on every, it's been bad just for two weeks. You could shake up a mouse. (laughs) <laughs> like 15 minutes and then just let it loose towards a bunch of stuffed animals and whichever ones it gets closest to like those teams and here's a crazy thing you could pick teams that were playing each other and you <laughs> up your first two weeks i'm gonna we're gonna circle back to this conversation down the road the worst part about losing is aside from wasting money and all the other stuff is knowing that parents sigh are just manifesting in my losses along with my own father. At this point, it's become ridiculous how many texts. My dad keeps texting me saying he's going to text me every day how many wins I have in the Super Contest. And he's that's been, ridiculous? He's been texting Perrin me one every day involved. this week. Pear and I have been involved with you for a few years. Your dad's known you since you were born. <laughs> he's taking out decades having to listen to your ideas on these two. The, side, the worst part about this whole thing, just because you know my dad is, I took the Vikings uh, and I told my dad, he wanted to hammer the Eagles and I told him I'm taking the Vikings and he listened to me and I had to watch that whole game knowing that this guy was ready to just murder me, knowing that the, the Eagles fact- were the biggest lock of all time. The fact that your dad just lets you be a guy sometimes, <laughs> he, he deserves one of those mugs with an, a, like a trophy on it, a world's best dad mug. So I'm, I'm all in. Have you told the people, by the way, what he calls himself? Do we talk about that on the show? Inner City Savage? Yes, that's his fucking nickname back when I was in the super contest. Everybody picks their team name. Like Some people are like, the, the uh, Tiny Nick. And Paris and Pepper, you know, you use your nicknames. <laughs> this is the inner city savage. That is so loaded. And the good news is 
he is of non-white descent <laughs> grew up in an inner city because anyone else with that name you'd be like how long have you been watching tucker carlson for like it's it's a very good uh it's a very interesting watch so yeah do i love the idea of a man who refers to himself as the inner city savage going hard at tony nick for his shit picks for two weeks yeah that's a fucking dream come true i'll watch that reality show for a season hey i'll take the credit when we win i'll take the uh whatever the hate when we lose and it's been tough pair get us out of here before side just continues to rip me apart for another 35 minutes well i got six games on sunday that i'm releasing absolutely free these games are a burial a blowout a human lock you can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games absolutely oh, oh, oh i believe i believe okay we got the six pack here uh three from college first up rice houston over 51 and a half second up central michigan penn state over 63 clemson wake forest over 55 and a half and then the nfl i'm staying away from the sides this is ridiculous i'm going all totals <laughs> here i got the over in the vikings game 52 i got the over in the bills game 52 and i got the under in the packers bucks game 42 hey pair we had uh that was, you have two of my top picks and your top picks it things might be Starting to turn around for our chemistry a little bit here. Going into my top picks here, I'm taking the Raiders minus two at Tennessee. That game, the way things have gone, could be a trap game. But I'm believing in myself. I'm sticking with it. This has to turn at some point. I'm taking the Ravens minus three at New England. I'm taking the Bengals against Joe Flacco at New York. Uh, I am taking the Chargers and the Jets over 47. I am taking the 49ers minus one and a half at the Denver Broncos, and I am taking the Bills and Dolphins over 52. I would take a look at the Vikings over, like Pear just mentioned as, as well, excuse me. And I am taking the Eagles and the Bills on a two-team six-point teaser to wrap things up. Uh, I, I just, I Pear, I should have listened to you. You said the Bills were on a mission. You said 10 wasn't too much. They're on a mission. Holy shit, that game was insane. Um, keeping it under one score for them shouldn't be a problem. Winning the game shouldn't be a problem. There you have it. Raiders minus two, Baltimore minus three, Bengals minus five. Those are really the top three. Those are the ones I want everyone to keep track of because if I lose those, just know I'm losing more ground in the super contest and things are getting worse and worse for your boy, Tiny Nick, or as they call me, Tony Nick on the show. Pear, where can we find you? Well, we, had a, we went a little long today, so I'll skip my, uh, my prepared remarks and just say that you can follow me at the paris 11 <laughs> ethan where can we find you uh in the next room eating the rack of ribs ahead waiting for me <laughs> and he's gone <laughs> dylan where can we find you uh you can find me at carpet matches the drapes uh where where i will be in size basement uh just checking the color patterns of his drapes and his carpets <laughs> And you can find us on zone coverage at tiny Nick's gambling picks. You can find us on, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the real tiny Nick. You can find us on Instagram at tiny Nick's giant picks pair. We got to stop the bleeding here. I take a lot of responsibility, but Ravens bangles. I mean, the Browns who could have seen it. We, we should be six and four. Clearly if it wasn't for the worst one minute of the, uh, the last worst last one minute of every game last week, Let's get it right so Cy and Ethan don't get to run the show next week. How do you feel about that pair? 
I still think that 25 grand for the last place is something <laughs> real tasty. Stay tuned, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, before we go, you can find me on zone coverage at tiny Nick's gambling picks uh, on Twitter at the real tiny Nick. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at tiny Nick's giant picks. Andrew, where can we find you? So you can find me at uh, pepping 15, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Last name is P O E P P I N G 15. You can find me on there for any sports related stuff. So Feel free I'm to sure people really needed the spelling, so that is appreciated. Dylan, where can we find you? I'll make it a little easier. I'm Mused Success on every platform. M-U-S-E-D Success. That's Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Pear, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Paris, P-A-R-I-S-1-1, the Paris 11. All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon.